What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If you're new to the show, welcome to the show. Please like it, subscribe it. Uh, we post every single Friday. We haven't missed. We don't miss, baby. Uh, but please uh, put that notification on if you're on the YouTubes and leave a comment down below for the algorithm and spread the word. Tell someone about the Whiskey Gin. Share it. It helps us out a lot. Keeps us moving along in this nice, beautiful orange train. Uh, today, my guest is uh, none other than Fahim Anwar. Fahim is incredible. He has a special out right now. Go check it out on YouTube. He's so funny. I love this dude. I also am shooting a special. Hey, I'm finally doing it. September 24th. Uh, at the Paramount Theater in Denver. Tickets are going to be up next week. All right, so keep your eyes on andrewsantino.com. I'm also running a bunch of, uh, I'm running the hour. So I'm going to be in Salt Lake City September 9th and 10th. Uh, I believe I'm going to be doing uh, Minneapolis and Madison, Wisconsin the next weekend. And then I'm going to do a solo date here in Brea on the 13th, I believe, here in Southern California to run the hour. Uh, but those tickets are going to be available at andrewsantino.com, andrewsantino.com, Salt Lake City, you're up first, baby. Come out and see your boy September 9th and 10th before I run the special in Denver. In Denver, those Paramount tickets will be up very soon. andrewsantino.com, keep checking the site. Thank you so much for your uh, uh, continued support of the show. It does mean a lot to me. I appreciate the fans. I just want to say that before we start the show because, you know, I do, uh, I do appreciate you guys. So love you. Uh, enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It is the fantastic, fantabulous, functional fighter. Fight or flight. More like flight. Less, less a fighter than a flighter. Um, fly. Mm. Uh, f- uh, ferocious. Um, fiend. Oh, yeah. Uh, Farty boy. Fahim Anwar. Farty boy. Hey, thank you. You got to throw one that's low. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fahim saw Writer's Tears here. If you you guys haven't heard about uh, Writer's Tears, it's it's a product of Ireland. It's uh, Walsh whiskey in Carlo Island. And uh, shout out uh, Writer's Tears. I forgot. Somebody gave me this. I forgot who gave me this. Um, A a friend of ours. So we're going to have a little bit of Writer's Tears. If you haven't had this, it's delicious. Um, Fahim assumed it was mocking Hollywood. It is. Yeah, I thought like some Hollywood writers made it, like maybe as a joke or something. And also, uh, Veeam and I, it's early in the morning, so we're gonna have just a little bit of something, yeah. something, nothing crazy. And well, if you want more, we can have more. Okay. Um, also, sorry that they're in plastic cups. My uh, the glass uh, glasses I usually use for the show are at home, mm-hmm. and I thought, should I go back and get them? And no, for you, no chance. Clink, clink. Cheers. We'll just pretend this, this is oh, very... make, a, make a glass sound. Ready? Yeah, yeah. Clink. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. You say the full word instead mm-hmm. of the automatopoeia. Glasses. Glasses. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's not too harsh. No, it's, it's kind of smooth. Good. Pre- this whole podcast is just going to be a commercial for Writer's Tears. <laughs> this is like an hour and a half of like, it really goes down smooth. Yeah, we should beep it out. No I should burn. have Joe just beep it out. So, um, Fahim Anwar is my oldest friend in comedy. <sighs> yeah, we got There's so only back, man. one issue I have with you, and you what know what it is. What the fuck? You is know what it is. Me having sex with your wife? Yep. It was once, and it was it like It doesn't a- matter, dude. It wasn't chill. 
Well, okay. It's not chill. Well, why did she let me do it if it's my fault? Because I was rooting her on. Yeah, you I was like, watch. go for it, get him. Yeah, I'm cock, dude, well, Mr. Cock. I, I, it is. I do like that you allowed me to finish. You know, yeah, because like sometimes you don't let me do that. I know. Yeah. I go get off. It's Let's like a power go. Thing. Get out of here, Fahim. No, it's that um, you're Afghan. That bother. You know, I I hate that. Yeah, yeah. You're coming around me. though a little bit, right? Uh, I don't know, Not so much. dude. Like, how brown are you willing to go? Um, Spain. Mm, that's like a classy. Yeah. Yeah. Mexico City, Spain. That's about as brown as I can get. After that, I get a little scared. Uh huh. I'm surprised that you. What did you just pee your pants right now? <laughs> just. Uh, Fahim, you, you know. Slowly you, see this yeah, form. Just terrified, but you're trying to hold it in the whole time. <laughs> Fahim is my oldest friend in comedy. We've known each other for um, legitimately 15 years or so, give or take. I can't, I don't know the I exact know. number, but it's about there. It's about Long 15 years. Yeah. And, uh, I've always loved you so much. You're one of the most well-respected comedians um, in our circle. Um, and now, finally, uh, you put a special out that is um, of your taste, oh, of your shit. liking, in your way, I should say. That's nice. Because you put nice. out a special before that was just it, on a platform that died, which is weird, mm-hmm. on CISO. Uh, so-so? It should have been called so-so. So-so. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Don't sign up. It's so-so. But this one is on your own, mm-hmm. and uh, I highly recommend people go check it out. That's not the only reason you're doing this show, but I do want to plug this up top because it is a phenomenal fucking special, um, and it's called The Hat Trick, uh, the Jeremy Roenick. The, <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, it's called The Hat Trick. Hat Trick. And you know why it's called The Hat Trick? Because I do all three. You rows. used to want to be a magician. Oh yes, that as well. So yeah, it's for that magic years. angle, right? And then I've always wanted to score a hat trick in hockey, in hockey, and, and, and soccer, soccer, and and uh, air hockey, air as hockey, well. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and foosball as well. So it's like just my dream of accomplishing all the hat tricks in all the sports. Yeah, and then you know all three rooms in the comedy store as well. God bless, man. Yeah. So he does all three rooms at the comedy store for people that are unfamiliar. We've talked about comedy so much on the show. I feel like people do know what that is, but that's the main room, the belly room, and the OR, or the original room, but uh, we call it the OR because it's cooler. We don't got time, yeah. We, yeah, we don't have, we time, don't have time, to time to say all those words. Yeah, you think we got it's to where exhausting. we are by saying original room? But it's amazing to do, to watch you do the sets, and it's organic, and I think what's, I think the most impressive thing about it, truthfully, is that um, it's, it is what it is. There's not a shitload of editing or any of that stuff. Yeah, it was kind of nice, because I was so close to it, you know, when you work on something and you're editing it, and I think when I first started doing it and I saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this. But then you see it every day and oh, you really can't it. tell anymore, right? Yeah. So then you're like, oh, I want to check it out before you put it out. And I sent it to you. And I don't know. It's like, you know, I don't know what it's going Well, I be. hated it. Yeah, yeah. You said, this is fucking It's terrible. trash. I go, dump it. No, nah, but you were super nice and that felt good. Like, oh, all right. Like, that's comforting to know. Well, I knew, okay. So the jokes I already knew were going to be good because I've seen a lot of your material because we work together so much. Mm-hmm. But then the only worry is, is this going to visually be appealing and in his light? You know, like specials now, it's not like how good are the jokes. If you're a seasoned comic, the jokes are going to be good. I know it's going to be solid. It's going to be a funny special no matter what. As a comic, I, be, I get more worried about is it going to look or, like uh, organic to you or your brand or whatever you want to yeah, say. Yeah. Because that becomes a thing. Is like, you know, big companies want to put you to do specials in huge rooms. They're like, get a 7,000-seater. And you're like, fucking eight crane shots mm-hmm. and two ch- train tracks and whatever the fuck, the, the little train track, little, yeah. little choo-choo cameras to push in. Uh-huh, but just to get but I think shot. that doing it really low-key like you did it was the version that I think maybe, I don't know what I'm talking about, but maybe the internet is more um, 
accustomed to seeing now because they, they're close to it. They feel like they're a part of it instead of like, I'm looking in a window watching someone do a special instead of a, a hall. And I you think know? people have atrophy to the super, produ- the super produced special. Yeah. Just there's so many specials nowadays. It's crazy. And they're so glossy and they're on these stages and these, there's these loaded audiences. Like the first one I did was in that vein. It was a very traditional special. Yeah. With the, the How theater. How many seats? A thousand or something like that? It was uh, the Alex Theater in uh, Glendale. So funny. It's just a guy's name, the Alex, Alex. Theater. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? I'm Alex. You want to use my theater? <laughs> just it was passed down from generation to generation. I don't really do much, but like, yeah, if you want to use the venue, here's the price point. Yeah, I'm um, Alex. You, here's you, my theater. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm Alex. Alex. <laughs> this is my theater. It's very SoCal. He's, he's running late night ads like, hey, I'm Alex. This is my theater. Come on down. <laughs> you have a play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got those spinny graphics. Yeah. Do you want to do a TED talk? <laughs> More like Alex talk. We Come have, on down to my theater, Alex Theater. It's in Glendale, uh, obviously. <laughs> we have a stage. We have lights, <laughs> seats. And then one dude smoking. He's like, I do sound. <laughs> yeah. Alex that, Theater. That's Gus. You did it at Alex Theater. Yeah. And it was too many people. And then this version is the more stand-up version. This is the more like... This is the more intimate. intimate. You know, it's weird. Like, we do stand-up in the clubs. That's kind of where we hone the craft and the jokes and all that. Just yeah. these dark rooms. And then and then when we shoot a special, it's like we go to a completely different field. Yeah, that's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is it, strange. It's like if you played on... Uh, you're a tennis player and you play on concrete. And then for the biggest... To capture what you do, you go, let's, let's do grass. Right. Let's take the lens cap off and let's do grass. I'm like, how often do you play on grass? You're like, never. Never. I almost never do this. But grass is nicer. Yeah, it looks better. Yeah, right. so I kind of wanted to capture more about, like, where we actually develop these jokes. Yeah. So less of a jump to the super polish. And I think less people are doing the raw. And I, I needed to stand out on this one mm-hmm. because, like, people know you and stuff. Like, it's great. You know, we've do been they? friends for a long— Yeah, they know. They know me? They know who you are. All right. That's, that's, that's you. Oh, fuck. You that had no idea? Me. No. The production team just puts this stuff up and I really don't look at any of it. That is my face. That's I've you. never even noticed that. Yeah. And that's your name. Fuck. I don't want to pretend to be able to read on this show. <laughs> yeah, they do. You're right, though. I know what you're saying. is like you need it to pop a little bit more because of who you are and where you are. But your, your positioning, I think, is uh, you're underrated. How about that? Oh, that's nice. You're an underrated comic, yeah. dude. Also, do you play tennis? Man, I did. When you I, talked I about up. it, I was like, is yeah, this guy a yeah. tennis guy? Yeah. I played you, on the high school tennis team. My dad made me and my brother take tennis lessons. Wait, you played on high school t- on the team? Yeah. Is well, this, what, that's the team? No, no, this is a forehand. They go, people set up like this. Uh, you know? I, I had a two-handed backhand, though, so I was kind of weak. But no, backhand is always two-handed. No, like... No, this is a forehand. Yes. This way. But some guys can do the straight-up really? masculine backhand, one-hand. Tough guys, huh? Mm-hmm. Tough guys. Real... Tough guys. Not me. I had, And I would go, Ugh! Was that your tennis noise? No, I wouldn't make the noise. You wouldn't make any noise? No, I'm too embarrassed, man. I can't <laughs> grunt. Like some guys at the gym, they'll lift insane weight and go, Ah! <laughs> I would rather do less weight and keep that noise in me. That's, a, that's, that's such a smart... Yeah, I let it out. Like how much, how much more gains are you getting by being annoying at the gym? Ah! <laughs> and you just fucking throw it? I think the gym should be called, ah, fuck. Because that's what I say after and before every, I start every little mini workout. Right right as I'm done, ah, I go, ah, fuck. And then when I'm, if I'm about to pick something up or if I'm about to start like the row, I always sit down and I go, ah, fuck. It's every time. It's the, ah, fuck is what a gym should be to me. Yeah, you know what my new goals are? When I was younger, it was just to get like ripped and put mass on. Gains. And yeah, you, yeah, gains. 
Now it's just, I just want to do the bare minimum to not be fat. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to maintain. Yeah, that's all I really Shirts want. Shirts exist. I just need to be tr- like fit enough to have a nice silhouette in a shirt. I don't need to have all the muscles and no. shit. You just want to be toned. Toned. Yeah, after, but you after have the genetics. Age. Yeah, I guess a little. Yeah, you already are in a good... Yeah, you I've, too, though. I've never seen you out of shape. Mm. I've never once... Yeah, I've been out of shape. There's a couple of times I've been out of shape. I was kind of doughy when I was working at Boeing. I was like skinny fat, you know? Oh, right, those guys. Because, you know, when I'm living on my own for the first time, right? And you have to cook. Because before you had mom to make everything. Mm-hmm. So I discovered Bertoli pasta. Box pasta? No, it was in a bag. It was in the frozen food section. So, you know, you just cut the top off, put it in the pan, and it's just like restaurant quality pasta. Is it though? Dude, for a fucking 22-year-old, you're like, this is amazing. It's magic. Yeah, yeah. I remember Stouffer's is what I used to have. Stouffer's. Mm. Yeah, we were, I was a little bit, I had a little bit less money than you did at Uh, 22. So Stouffer's is what I went for. And then I look at the bag and I see the calories and I'm like, no shit. 55,000. Yeah. Yeah. No, genuinely, I think it's like 4,000 calories per one bag. And I'm eating two servings. I'm eating the whole bag. Well, I don't, servings are, serving size is bullshit. We know it's bullshit. Mm. Serving size is what they've equated to what they think you should be eating based on what? An average accumulation for health. But I'm bigger than most people. So I weigh more. Mm-hmm. I, Daddy gets to eat a little bit you more. Eat, you, you always add like 500 calories. You're like, I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. <laughs> I just feel like I think sometimes they they undershoot that. And you're like, come on. Yeah, give me a little more. Give me, let me have a little bit more of a... And I don't like it that the number gets in your head. Like we, we had... Um, uh, we love uh, from Trader Joe's uh, uh, dried mango. You know, they uh-huh. do, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, dried fruits. And on the thing, it says eight eight pieces is one serving. No, it's not. <laughs> No, it's fucking not because I eat and they're this big. And so you eat them and by six or seven, you're like, that's not, a, that's not. Yeah. And in your mind, you're like, it's fruit. I can it, eat as much of this as I want. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and each piece only has like 64 grams of sugar. Fuck it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like three, three cans of Coke or something. So by the end of it, I've had 18 cans of Coke. Big deal. Yeah. Come on. Let me live, dude. I don't, I don't pay attention to those things anymore. I used to be a little bit more. Oh, this kid, this has too much. This has fat. Or this has this, and the, and then I got over it. I was actually in the worst shape when I paid too much attention. Instead, I just eat what I know consciously. Like, there's no way that's that good for me. Yeah, I just think about it. I don't like micromanage. I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine. I had a thing, or else have chicken. I won't have a burger. Well, now that day. you live alone, what are you cooking? What do you cook for yourself the most? Are you back to Bertoli? No, man, I can't do Bertoli anymore. I'll do a steak. I'll do simple shit. I'll do. Oh, I got an air fryer, and that's a fucking game changer, dude. Dude, everyone has an air fryer. You don't have one? No. Get on it. Do I need to buy one you right now on one. Amazon live yes. on the show? Yeah, stop the cameras. Buy uh, it. I, I think I should buy one. So many people have said I should buy one. How much do they cost? Are they expensive? No, it's like a hundred bucks. You probably get one even cheaper. Let me see. Let me see what an air fryer costs around. What are you air frying? Because everywhere. <sighs> All right, here's the, here's the sales Because this pitch. is the problem. This sounds like a thing that I'll buy. Yeah. I'll use four or five times and I'll put it away in the cabinet and never touch it again. All right, here's my sales pitch for it. Like, Give me the bare air fryer. minimum. Uh huh. It's great for like sides. $100. No, it's nothing. So if you want tater tots in seven minutes, air fryer. Air fryer. Fries, seven minutes. It's just a quick potato, you know? You can- uh, They should call it quick potato. Quick potato. Yeah. You can, okay, reheating pizza. It's like a time machine. I don't do that. You don't reheat pizza? What you're saying is foolishness. Why? What, you'll eat all the pizza? I I eat it cold or I've already eaten all of it. I'm not reheating pizza. Cold pizza? (laughs) Bueno. Cold Mm. pizza's so good. Love cold pizza. I like cold Chinese food and stuff, but I won't do cold- I don't like cold pizza. We don't talk about Chinese stuff on oh, this show. I'm sorry. Because of what's going on. Oh. Yeah. Thanks. I'm sorry. <laughs> we do love, I do love cold Chinese food. You're right. Yeah, that's the best. But it's only because most of the time my Chinese food do- is, I get a lot of meatless stuff now. So, yeah, you know I mean, 
I'm trying to cut back on some of the meat because Chinese food usually I'm like, give me the deep fried orange peeled chicken. Mm. You know, give yeah. me crispy beef. General So, the best tasting general out there. By far. How oh. is he not a captain at this point? Bro, I ate at P.F. Chang's the other day. I wanted to watch Top Gun, so I went by myself just because I kept on hearing about how great it is. And I wanted to catch it in theaters before it's gone. Yeah. So P.F. Chang beforehand. Well, I was so hungry. It's one of those things where you haven't done life right and you're really hungry. So I'm like, this is happening. I'm a 38-year-old man and I'm going to eat at P.F. Chang's by myself. <laughs> so I, I treat myself. I go above the bowl. Sure. If I was a teenager, all I could afford is really a bowl probably. Mm-hmm. But look, I'm doing okay. You're killing I'm it. I'm right killing now. it. Yeah. I just put a YouTube special out. <laughs> I'm on whiskey ginger. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself Treat to yourself. a two-item plate from PF Chang's. I agree. So I get the broccoli and beef and then uh, the kung pao chicken. Whoa, whoa, ch- whoa. What, you got a problem with that or that? No, no, just two two entrees. Two entrees, yeah. Big boy. I'm doing a plate. I'm not doing a bowl. But do you take do you take the leftovers to go? I eat the fucking whole thing, dude. You I'm, ate both I, entrees? No, no, no. It's one entree, but you get two <sighs> things. Okay. So I get my little thing, I got the, and I'm just eating it at a table, and it's a kind of a sad P.F. Chang situation, mm. but I just got to cram some food in before I Top take flight. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my aviators. And, well, what's funny is before the movie started, I had to put my phone in airplane mode, and it felt like part of the experience, oh, wow. like an extension of Top Gun. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I eat this sad P.F. Chang's. And in the restaurant, if you want to call it that, <laughs> I noticed two other, like, sad guys eating P.F. Chang's by themselves. And it was this silent camaraderie between all of us. You knew what was going on. They yeah. were all Top Gun in it. I don't know if they were all going to Top Gun or yes, not. Yes, they were. <laughs> they were? They were all ready Yeah, those were my off. wingmen? Those are your wingmen. And I didn't even know that, it? That was Goose. That was... That was are just, you Maverick, by the way? Do. You're Maverick? Yeah, I'm Maverick. You think? I have no idea. I don't think so. What am I? Guys like you and me, we're just not Maverick. <laughs> you know what's funny in all these Top Gun movies? It was great. I saw the movie, so you know? So fucking good. Oh, okay, so you saw it. It's, it's, it's honest. It's the best It's the best action movie yeah. I've seen in a decade. I, I, I can't even tell you the last time I went to a movie. Because I've seen a lot of other movies that were good in theater. Like, I've talked about it. I think uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once is the best movie oh, I've yeah, seen in that was fucking too. years. But this is the best action movie, driven action star movie since... I mean, Bond. Bond was the last time I saw... When yeah. was that last Bond that came out? A year and a half, two years ago? I don't even know. Something like that. It was such a throwback. Just God, the it felt so cool. It's almost like, you know, Rocky Four isn't the greatest movie in the world, but execution-wise, it is a masterpiece. Yes, because it's such a... Think what you will about it, subject matter and cheesy lines or whatever. So what? But in terms of execution, that is the perfect movie. Well, yeah, it's going to be... Will they all hold up anyways? Because I my someone in my family hadn't seen Die Hard. And I was like, we got to watch it. And we were home for the holidays and we watched Die Hard. And it's so corny. And so many of the lines are bad. And so much of the story, you're like, this is, was this bad then? And I just didn't care because it was badass. Yeah. Because a lot of it's shit. And then you're like, maybe it was just because there were, Bruce, you loved Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah, he carries You're like, thing. I don't give a fuck. He's so cool. But this kind of stuff, you can say, I think objectively, it's so visually incredible. Even if the acting was dog shit, mm-hmm. you'd be like, I don't know, man. Who cares? Seeing those fucking planes do all that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The You're acting could have been terrible. It wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. I was a little kid. I kept going, get Whoa, him. Get whoa. him. I did. I've, audibly, I push was saying it, stuff. Push Go. it, rooster. Harder. Push it. Harder. You've got it. Hey, we're either watching a porn or Top Gun. Yeah. Push it, rooster. Harder. Harder. I was so excited. 
But let me get your gauge on this. Uh-huh. What's your snack order when you go to the movies? I don't snack. Fuck, Fahim, what are you talking about? Well, okay, it's the immigrant parents. You're not allowed to snack. They're already paying top dollar for a movie experience. Like, it was hard enough to get oh. your parents to get you to do that. Right. And then they're not gonna... Immigrants are gonna buy food at the place that they went you to. You sneak f- it in. Right. What are we sneaking in? We would do popcorn. You'd sneak in a bag of popcorn? Yeah. Psychos. There's no shame with them, like... But popcorn's pretty only good when it's hot to me. Mm. So you, you cook popcorn at the house, and then what, your mom put it in her purse? We had it in a bag. Yeah, yeah, purse is good. Psycho. Yeah. What else are you sneaking in? Uh, we would do candy sometimes. We would go to the, we would go to like the Whole Foods, it wasn't Whole Foods, like Safeway, and just buy some candy bars, put it in our pockets, go in. I get the candy. Yeah. But popcorn's got to be hot. Support popcorn. Support the place with some popcorn. What about a sure, soda? Look, you bring I, in your own sodas too? Uh, one time I did bring in a can of pop. They probably knew I was bringing it in with this giant bulge in my, they're like, what is that? I go, I got a, I got a giant cock and I'm 10. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking down there, mister? I have a cylindrical cock. I have a big giant cock, and it goes in my pocket. Why is your cock on the side of your leg? That's where our cocks That's grow. Just, yeah. Racist. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. Just, it's he doesn't it's auditorium, know. too. It's your culture. He doesn't fucking understand. I, I got to get snacks every time we go to the movie theater. Have to. I, I must get popcorn, I, and I must mm. get a soda, and I must get a sweet to go along with it. And you drop 50 bucks. Don't care. Yeah. Don't care, I'm supporting China. AMC, Chinese, baby. <laughs> Yo, it is funny how they're like, all right, we'll take the Taiwanese flag off. And then they're like, yeah, we're still going to ban it. And they go, fuck you guys, it's back on. It's back on. I know, I did on. like that. That was badass. <sighs> Fucking strap it. About- I got to have popcorn. I got to have a soda. And sometimes I get a, a chocolate to, to pair with it. But the problem is I eat it during the previews. So I'm never snacking during the movie. It's annoying if you're watching a, like if it's an action movie, cool. That'll drown out all the sound. But if you're watching some Oscar contender and you just hear the bag of a Sour Patch Kids and some guy eating nachos, you just, it's not an ASMR experience. <laughs> I'm trying to watch them, like know what type of movie you're going to That's watch. That's true. Snacks depend on the film. And also, <laughs> I'm sick of the fuck, they're offering too many snacks now. You know what'd be great is if they look at your movie ticket and they go, you can't have these snacks. You're like, wait, wait why? Uh, it's too quiet in there. Like, they have a decibel meter. They go, if it's Transformers, eat whatever you want. Trans- Transformers, they're like, pop rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can eat the pop rocks with your mouth open. <laughs> Just a whole auditorium of people eating they pop have too rocks. Many, they have way too many snacks right now. They did, there was, like, chicken wings at the one I saw. Like, the, I, th- I think the layers are this. Candy, mm. popcorn, nachos, and then we start to get into, like, a hot dog. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Hot dog's okay. Once we go past hot dog, chicken wings or burgers and stuff, we're, what are you talking about? Yeah. Get a meal before or after the fucking... This is not a place to have a full dinner. That's a good point. This is... It, you're, after nachos, you're crossing over into dangerous territory. Like, hot dog is still fine, but I'm also like, I don't know, but we'll let it go because it's a part of that snack, uh, you know, that, that snack level. Uh-huh. But once I, once I saw that they were doing, like, wings, they literally had wing, chicken wings, and I was like... Just watching enough. the movie like this is... <laughs> Just greasy ass fingers. <laughs> just ribs. Can I get a rack of ribs and a large popcorn? It's yeah. just, it's absurd. What if it's a combination. It's sort of how they have those uh, Alamo Draft House, but it's for Brazilian barbecue. So they just like slice meat off while <laughs> you're watching a movie. You just have the green. Fogo de Chao meets AMC. <laughs> Turn your meat card up when you want meat. Turn it over when you're done. When you're done with meat. In here. 
We pour whiskey. Hey, do you need an all-in-one platform for building an incredible site, whether you're selling something, you're showcasing your artwork, you're talking about your podcast, you need to use Squarespace. I've talked about Squarespace so many times. It's the best way to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, you can sell products, uh, you content, create. Uh, Squarespace is so dope. If you've ever used a uh, website building platform, you know they can be confusing and hard to use. And I told you, I'm not a so smart. I'm kind of a stupid guy. And I use Squarespace and it's very easy to use, I gotta tell you. Um, they have these uh, appointment scheduling uh, and member areas within built into there. So you can, you know, easily do everything from one source. They got a video studio. You can um, create pro level videos there effortlessly. This video studio app helps you make and share engaging videos to tell your story, grow your audience, and drive those sales for whatever you might be selling. Um, I encourage fans, if you have a Squarespace app and you use it and you've used our code, send me the website. Let me see what it looks like. And today, we're featuring one from Charlie Lashier. Look at Charlie. Charlie's website is charleslashier.com. Cool, man. Very cool, Charlie. Shout out to you. Thank you for using Squarespace and thank you for using uh, our code, hopefully. The analytics that they have on Squarespace are incredible. Use the insights to grow your business. Learn, wor learn where these site visits are coming from to help analyze, uh, which makes all these channels more effective. Get everything honed into one space, all right? Um, I've used Squarespace for a while. I love them. It's how I built my sites over the years. And uh, they have email campaigns, which comics always needed to blast out these emails to let people know that I'm coming to town. And it's always such a user-friendly thing. Uh, so do yourself a favor, uh, head over to squarespace.com slash whiskey, squarespace.com slash whiskey. You can get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code whiskey for 10% off your purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash whiskey, promo codes whiskey, baby. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I've talked about BetterHelp so much on this show. You must know what it is at this point. Um, you know, look. We're all taking care of ourselves in different ways. A lot of times you go to the gym, you try to eat right. Are you taking care of the noggin? That's what BetterHelp wants to know. How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping your brains healthy. I'm telling you, I know you're doing Sudoku, but that's not enough. You might need to talk to somebody. Uh, I have, and BetterHelp is online therapy and offers um, video, phone, and even live chat only sessions. So you don't have to see the therapist if you don't want to. Uh, if you're like, dude, I just, I bed head. I don't need you to see me with my bad hair day. Uh, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy by far because I've used both and I got to tell you, it's way cheaper and uh, quite frankly, it's much more comfortable. I like doing it from the comfort of my home and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Uh, you know about BetterHelp because I've spoken about it and I'm a big proponent of mental health awareness on this show. Look, in the comedy world, we've suffered some losses from people that did not get help with their mental health and I think uh, it's uh, a long road uh, life and you might as well uh, get some help smoothing out the bumps along the way. So why not use BetterHelp, okay? Because I do, it helps me uh, level out myself. And I think you should. Uh, our listeners are gonna get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash whiskey. Betterhelp.com slash whiskey. Better, B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P.com slash whiskey. And talk to someone within 48 hours. Ginger. I like gingers. That, those places are disgusting, by the way. I went one time to a Brazilian steakhouse and they do just serve you meat until you say you don't want any more. And it's a disgusting amount of beef. It's gross. It's so much. It's but that's part gross. of the experience. You nah. just, you're going to skip meals and you go, this is my entire meal experience for the day. I'm I know, saving up I know, but I just I feel bad about how much meat I'm consuming. When yeah. we went to Fogo de Chao, me and the old lady, I'm not kidding, had to shit before we left. My stomach turned over. 
was too much. Mm-hmm. It was like, you got to get this out. This is That's absurd. one of the ad reads you got to do for this as well, right? You're doing yeah. a Fogo de Chao Fogo de Chao. You need to shit bad. Are you clogged up? Fogo de Chao. Anyway, uh, that yeah, that's they do. They are paying us well to say that, which mm. was weird. I thought they wouldn't like that because we talk about pooping at their restaurants. They but like you do whatever. They, it's cool that they let you just it's go Fogo, off and man. do whatever. Fogo's, Fogo's it's chill. It's Fogo, man. Fogo Pogo. Actually, that just reminded me. I used to have a Pogo stick competition with a kid, Matt, my buddy Matt, when we were in fifth grade or something like that. We could see who could Pogo the most. We'd go after school to his basement see who could Pogo the most. And I think we set a world record, but we never bothered to reach out to Guinness. Uh. I think each of us could bounce on that thing like 150, 200 times. Yeah, I was into pogos for maybe a few months and then I was out. Did you have a fancy pogo or are we talking old shitty pogo? The neighbor, I didn't have one on my own. It was just a neighborhood kid who Again, had one. Immigrant kids. Immigrants yeah, we're not, are not allowed buying to have pogos. pogos. Yeah. Back, back, in, back, in the, back in the old country, pogos are just off limits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that. I get it because it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, dang, it's dangerous. You could pogo onto a mine and that could be a problem, you know? <laughs> You could pogo onto a mine. Mm-hmm. That much pressure centralized in the one point, it's not good. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I guess you could set off an old bomb. I was crawling until I was 20. Just, uh, <laughs> just to disperse the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want to spread it out. You want to spread it out. You don't want too much weight concentrated on one point. I get That's it. Have you seen this disaster. guy on TikTok? Uh, there's a man uh, on the internet who walks on all fours. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, What's yeah. his thing? Is for he, a year. I think he walked on all fours for, for a, fun or what? Nah, he wants to take it back to his, to his roots, I guess. Uh, but honestly, um, man walks on all fours. This is a guy, he like, I think he did it. I wonder how, yeah. Man, discover guy who walks on all fours, popular videos on TikTok. This dude, I don't know how long he did it for, genuinely. Oh, day 300 on all fours here. His name is XP Movement. Uh, you can take a look at this guy, but day 306. So he's almost reaching an entire year where he's walking on... All fours. And can I tell you something? His movement is incredible. This guy can run so fast on all fours. I also like that he has almost a million followers by walking on all fours. Yeah, you remember how you cultivated years of joke writing and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, I'm in the wrong business, dude. Should have been walking on gotta, all fours. Yeah, I gotta walk on all fours. So this is him on a jungle gym. What's, what's that about? I think this- it's to show that he's a jungle guy. Okay. Okay. I think it's just to show... Day four, he- or all fours, day 300. I mean, it's, a pr- it's incredible. Right, he's a fit guy. Super fit. Mm-hmm. Super fit. I'm obsessed with guys that do alternative ways of work. This is him working out in a weird Yo, way. I would love if he shows up to a date like this. <laughs> she's she's like waiting at this like fancy French restaurant. And he's like, hey, are you Denise? Uh, Kevin? He, yeah. <laughs> and he just comes in on all fours. Do you mind if we eat on the ground? Um, I, was, I was thinking we could eat inside. Does he do mocap for Planet of the Apes? Yeah, he does, yeah. That's how he made his fortune? Yeah. <laughs> By the it way, he's, impressive. he's going to get himself a job without a doubt. He's gonna he's gonna lock into a fucking you know Avatar will need him for a spinoff dude even school assemblies be like this is the monkey guy you guys want to see me you guys want to see me walk on all fours across the gym yeah everyone's got to capitalize on their weird uh, obscure talents or the lack thereof now you can capitalize on the lack of talent the the, if you don't have a talent you can capitalize on the fact that you're talentless. It's kind, of, it's kind of beautiful. You can find a very specific niche. That's the beauty of TikTok, I guess. TikTok or Reels, whatever. You just find one thing mm. and just get really good at it. Or not even good at it, but just maybe it's just funny. Maybe it's, it's you slipping on a banana at a grocery store <laughs> and you just have like a hundred videos of that. That could go viral. It will. Because people are like, oh, that's a banana guy. I love these videos. At some point, it will go viral. Like even that, uh, someone sent me that Kyle Rittenhouse kid. You know that kid? 
Hilarious. I love his stuff. One of the funniest. One of the funniest. Uh, what if he parlayed that into stand-up? His special is really good. His stand-up special really is good. really good. No, he's got a video game. He's doing a video game. First person. Yeah, it's a first person shooter. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm dead serious. <laughs> no, it isn't. Yes, it is. No. No, but he shoots turkeys out of the sky. Oh, okay. The fake news turkeys or something. Somebody sent it to sense. me the other day. And uh, you're like, well, that, this is exactly what the internet does breed. Is like, it, it it's always going to give an opportunity whether you hate someone or not, they're going to make some money on the fucking internet. If they're famous enough for almost nothing, they're going to make some fucking money on the internet. Well, like the Cash Me Outside girl, she does the OnlyFans She's a billionaire. and breaks OnlyFans. Yeah. How crazy Dr. Phil just, he made that. Yeah, so we can blame him a little bit, huh? Well, he probably thought he was teaching her a lesson, like, all right, you're on the show, I'm going to talk some sense into you. She's, yeah. And she's like, Cash Me Outside. Like, okay. Yeah. She's delusional. And now... She's got more money she than has Dr. More Phil. more money than Dr. Phil ever. For sure. Though. Yeah. For doing way less work. I think somebody said she made 50 million and we talked we looked it up one time on the show on, on Bad Friends. I think she made 50 million in a year. Jesus. Yeah, God bless. Good yeah. for her. Good for yeah. her. Well, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm not willing to get on OnlyFans and show my show my chochito. I don't right. want to do it. Yeah. You were on you had an OnlyFans for a little while. For a little bit, but I mean, I was doing a lot of crazy sex stuff and mm-hmm. acts and I was getting maybe like $30 for the year. A year? For everything. Oh, fuck. And I'm like, that's a lot of work because sex work is work. It is. Um, for $30, it's not really worth it. No. You know? I, don't think that's, I don't think that's worth your time. I could have a real job and not have to put those things in me. I know, but I, do, I did subscribe to your butt plug videos for mm-hmm. like a week. I, I got in, got out. I'm not, I'm not going to lie because you wouldn't increase the gauges. You can't keep putting in the same size. That's the problem. Yes, but there's a limit to you know the contraction of my muscles and stuff. It's hard... Sounds like a guy that doesn't want it that much. Like I want it. I don't think so, bud. You think you, I you, consulted my doctor and everything, and he he was like, "If you do this, it you may like never be able." You think Steph Curry just was like, "This is I'm shooting too many jump shots." No, you shoot until you cannot shoot anymore. Yeah, but Steph, Steph Curry with the jump shots doesn't run the risk of never being able to poop properly again. Doesn't he though? You yeah. don't know how hard those things are on his body. Jump shots. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you think I should, like, revisit it? I do. I do. What if the money doesn't increase? And it's I'm not still... about the money, dude. You're such a corporate fucking sellout. It's not about money. It's about love and passion for butt plugs. It's about expanding your anus and showing your fans love. What if it expands so much that it never contracts and then it's, like, sliding out all the time and then it's a problem in, when I live a normal life? Then you sell that like we just talked about. You sell that talent. Then you're the guy with the open butthole at the auditorium after the guy who crawls on all fours. We got the guy who crawls on all fours and the banana slip guy, but the headliner tonight, open ass guy. Oh shit, this guy's insane. He just, stuff just falls out of his ass all the time. He can't help it. You think I would be headliner? if? For sure. Who's going to be above that guy? And schools would still hire me and stuff? They, they wouldn't have a problem with this kind dude. of sexual? Absolutely. It's high school now. Anybody can be anything they want. Yeah, they do watch Euphoria, and that's pretty advanced, and, like, they're being exposed to a lot of crazy stuff early yep. on. Yep. So that's kind of tame, Yeah. the open asshole thing. Open asshole thing is it's, it fits right into what's going on culturally. And you think teachers would be okay with it and the principal and stuff? You better believe it. Okay. Looks like we got a new business. <laughs> oh, Cheers, man. All right, man. man. I'm back. I want 10%. Okay, that's fair. I mean, you gave me the idea. Yeah. I was going to give up on it. So. 20%. Well, I thought we agreed. You keep t- talking. I'm going to 30. Good man. What a bully. <laughs> Imagine if your agents were like, we're taking 20% and you're like, wait, what? And, you're like, and they're like, hey, if you keep commenting, we're going to go higher. Yeah, you're like, going to go okay, higher. I won't say anything. 
I'm, I'm still making it. 30 a year and you're taking 20% of my gauging butthole videos. I want what I want. Like you're doing so well, you so don't need that. It's just such a power move. Like, just, just, look, <laughs> I want twenty percent of Fahim's butthole videos. But Santino, you're doing so well with bad friends Doesn't and whiskey matter. ginger and touring and you're Dave. You're missing the point, dude. Look, a deal's a deal. A deal is a deal. He shook on it. <laughs> I put my hand right in his ass <laughs> and knocked it around for a second. Did we lose some listeners with the ass stuff? I think we gained some. I think we gained a few. Yeah, more than anything. I think we gained more of my audience. What are they like? Gaping asshole. Yeah. There's a live studio audience. You guys can't tell. There was a warm-up guy and everything. Yeah. I I remember the first show I did as a guest star and looking at live studio audiences, it was so sad to me because in your mind, you're like, wow, this is so cool. They get to see a live show. Mm -hmm. And then you see that they've kept them there for like 40 hours and they've given them, you know, maybe a Twinkie yeah. to eat, uh, like a ramen out of the bag. You know what I mean? Not even yeah, cooked just hard. And there's a packet, and they rip it open, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it did make me sad. I was like, oh, these poor people. This they definitely don't want to sit and watch us go through this shit. I wanted to do a bit because, like, I've been a part of a studio audience. Like, you know, when you're on a sitcom or something, and you see the bleachers, mm -hmm. and they're all there. Like, if you want to see someone lose the glamour of Hollywood, see the glint out of their eye go to a live taping because oh all of them come in just so enamored Whoa. with Hollywood. It's this magical place. Like, golly, this is where they shoot TV. The, friends, they shot Friends here. Because they the repurpose the yeah. stages. Yeah. It'll be like stage 14. Frasier. Yeah. Uh, two and a Half Men, Friends. And they're just like, whoa, God, oh, that's a real set. It's so cool to them. And then they sit through a live tape. They really abuse these people because they're sitting there for like six hours. Mm -hmm. And so it's fun for them for the first, like, you get to see the, the veneer disappear. Right. So they're like into it, into it, and then they're looking at their watch. And I've been at tapings and stuff where they've been there. The human body can only take so much. Yeah. And they fucking hate Hollywood by the end of it. Right. Because they're like, I want to leave. Like, they go, you, you can't, can't leave. leave. You we gave you a choice. Subway sandwich. $25 in a Subway sandwich, we told you. And it was a foot long. You can take half home. Eat the half and, and shut you, the fuck you up. You had two. And I, I'm not even saying anything. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the others you had two. And just some guy from Iowa has to sit down. He's like, I want to leave. I want to see my kids. I want to go back to the Hilton and Universal Studios. <laughs> no. You shut up, Tim. You shut up and you laugh. Okay, we're going to do some alt lines now. We're doing pickups. <laughs> I want to get out of here. I hate Hollywood. You see those bad-bodied people? Those are all the writers. They're going to throw alts. <laughs> you, know, you know what it is? Because I've been to enough tapings where anybody you see in a blazer, in a huddle, uh, those are writers. Writers. And they're just pitching alts. Like, uh, what if you say, if, uh, say uh, that's my cream cheese. And, they go, hey, okay, okay. and then the actors do it again. Or you see an actor go, I don't really, I don't like cream cheese. I don't have, I've never like cream cheese. And the writers always got to go, oh, that's, no, that's fine. I th we, yeah, no, we were just, just, just one for safety. And then... <laughs> Just like try it, and then and then we'll do your your way afterwards. But just like one in the can, and then yeah. and yeah, then we're and then we're good. And then you guys can I, have fun. I never had to do that. Did you do background? I never did background, but I, yeah, I never fell into that. I know a lot of people that they were like, "That's how you learn the business," and you're like, mm, "I don't know." By by like sitting at a table and going, yeah. Well, There's people that know. Isn't there a phrase you're supposed to say to make it sound like you're really talking? Abra abracadabra. Oh really? Let's see what you I said. thought it was peas and peas and something. God, let me see abracadabra. Keep saying it over. See? Let me try peas and something. 
I'm saying something. <laughs> you saying peace and something? Peace, please. Peace, please. Pass the peace, please. It is kind of a hard art because some background people can't even fake just being in the background. Like they're so right. Like they forget how normal people act, so they'll be like. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go to lunch somewhere, nobody is that animated. Like, <laughs> And so, uh, sometimes people are so over the top, the director has to be like, oh, I got, got, got a guy in the red, stop that with the hands. Cut it out, please. That has got to be the most mortifying The feeling. most embarrassing. Because you're supposed to be invisible yeah. when you're a background actor. Yeah. If they have to say, cut, invisible guy, you're visible. You're very visible. Yeah. You're too visible do this, it's got to be like, oh, fuck. Because you're already walking on eggshells to be there. Yeah, you think it's over. You think your career's over. In here, we pour whiskey. This episode of the Whiskey Ginger Podcast is brought to you by Zippix. I don't know why I want to talk with a southern accent when I have a Zippix inside of my mouth. These Zippix toothpicks, these are incredible. They bring you a totally satisfying, convenient way and flavorful way to curb your cravings, all right? Get a boost of energy or simply relax at the end of your day. These Zippix toothpicks are incredible. Uh, zip more and smoke less. They got three milligrams of nicotine. These are the big ones. These are the long dogs. I love this stuff, dude. Zipic nicotine toothpicks. If you're trying to put away the smoking, these can help. Um, let me tell you something. And you don't stink. Your fingers don't stink. Your clothes don't stink. Massive vape clouds, ashtrays, and spit, dip spit. Come on, man. Easier, cheaper, less messy. More subtle way to curb your cravings with Zipix toothpicks. Best part about Zipix is that you really use them just about anywhere. About two milligrams per pick. These are the three MIGs because these are the big dogs. Um, they're great, man. They're long-lasting, extremely affordable, available in six delicious flavor choices. This sweet whiskey is my favorite. Of course it is, sweet whiskey. And it's uh, the oral gratif- gratification and amazing flavors that keep us coming back to Zipix. Also, if you need a boost of energy, try their Zip Energy B12 and Caffeine Toothpicks. Hey, they got the boost that you need. You guys have seen uh, Zipix on the podcast. Now it's time to find out for yourself. Go to ZipixToothpicks.com today. Use the code WHISKEY. Get 10% off your order. ZipixToothpicks.com. Promo code WHISKEY. You must be 21 to purchase. All right. No kitty kitties. Zip more, smoke less with Zipix Toothpicks. Hey, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, uh, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard about Mint Mobile, they offer premium wireless starting at 15 bucks a month. 15 one five dollars a month. I thought, what's the catch? What's going on behind the scenes? After talking to them and uh, using their service they provided for us, it made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile uh, secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. You don't gotta go to a store. You don't gotta talk to someone in a collared shirt that's been fresh pressed that morning, buttoned up. Uh, they cut out that retail store cost and they pass those savings right to you. Uh, pretty incredible, by the way. Mint Mobile. Same kind of service. It's not like you're dropping calls or anything like that. It's the exact same as whatever provider you're on. If anybody hates your phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for $15 a month. That's so cheap. It gives you the best rate, whether you're uh, buying one for a family or for yourself. Mint Mobile uh, family start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Okay, you can use your phone, by the way. So you can have your phone that you already have with any Mint Mobile plan and keep that phone number along with your existing contacts. Nothing changes. Switch to Mint Mobile. Get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. What else do you need to know? Keep your phone and pay way, way less. You can check it out for yourself. It's incredible. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. $15 a month. You probably spent that this morning already on breakfast. 
and coffee and dog food and whatever else you get in the morning. I don't know what you get in the morning. I don't know what you get, all right? I'm not you. But get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash whiskey. Mintmobile.com slash whiskey. Mintmobile.com slash whiskey. Call your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash whiskey. Ginger. I like gingers. I watched, I saw, uh, when I was a PA, the perspective from being on like both sides of it, of watching like actors come in and looking to read for movies at this at this studio, it was so crazy because like huge names now would come in that then weren't big, like Cooper, Bradley Cooper, oh, Megan wow. Fox, people that like weren't really famous famous yet. And it was wild to watch them do the same kind of, you know, nervous weird dance that we do yeah. on the other side. And it's... then they just exploded and we're still in the same spot. But it's okay. Sure, sure. And that's okay. That's okay. And, that, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Everyone... Everyone's got their own path. Everyone's got their own path. Everyone's got their own path. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some of it's YouTube and uh, other people is like blockbusters and TV shows and stuff. But like (laughs) at the end of the day, it's a screen. It kind of works out to be the same. It's it's visual and you watch me on it. You wanted to put it on YouTube though. We talked when you, your special, you would, you preferred it on YouTube because you said you had more control, which is totally true. Well, it was this thing like the landscape changes. We've been doing stand-up for a while and there was a way to do it when we first got into it. Oh yeah, there's only one way. There really. was only one way. Yeah, and was there like- was all these gatekeepers and there's traditional media and you had to get that person to subscribe to you, to like like what you do, to be able to get on the platform. Whether it's Comedy Central, Netflix, but now everything is so fractured. Yeah. And TikTok and Instagram and YouTube exists. Um like I could have sold this to a streamer, not like a big one like Netflix or something, but maybe a Tubi or a Comedy Central, or you could easily done or that. a Peacock or something. Yeah, but th- I, that's short money because um, I might make a little bit of money, but I'm doing okay financially. I need, I didn't want it to be in comedy jail. I just wanted it to be like running water, where if somebody hears about it. They can just type it in and see it. And see it for free. Yeah, because the CISO one I did back in the day, like nobody knew what CISO was. There was a paywall. So no one was ever going to see it. Yeah. So I didn't want a repeat of that. I, I just wanted, I valued exposure over everything else. Right. Yeah, especially when you're not a well, household name or nobody knows who you are. We're at a point now where it's kind of borrowing from music with like SoundCloud rappers and everything. You got to just put it out there and hopefully people gravitate towards it. That's the only shot you got at breaking through. Right. If you're trying to make money and be protective over your content, if there's friction between you and the content nowadays as an unknown, you're limiting, you're clipping your own wings. Like no one's going to see it. Right. Man, you love bird analogies. I love birds. It's kind you're of- You're such a bird guy. A big bird. That's why I love Larry Bird. Oh, really? Yeah, big, big. I don't, I've never even watched him play basketball, but I just, I like the name. You're just big into birds. Big bird. Yeah, big, big bird. That's my favorite Sesame Street guy. The big bird? The big bird. That, that obvious meth addict? <sighs> yeah. No, he was on. They said, they, I For think years? they found Did you out. see the behind, behind the, the street? Yeah, behind the street. Yeah, that goes beyond, it's called beyond the street, I think. Oh, beyond the street. Because you know Sesame Seeds, you know Sesame is from... You know, sesame seeds come from the mm. op- opium. Right. It's an opioid. So they talk about the darkness on Sesame Street. Yeah, just how most, like of, those, the most of those characters were on something. Yeah. You know, Bert and Ernie, you know, were, have, they've come out to be a, a gay couple that everybody knows that, that abused um, intravenous drugs. Uh-huh. Um, 
you know, Oscar the Grouch was obviously had a, an awful alcohol problem, was a big yeah. drinker. You well, know? he was able to conceal it in the trash can. But we knew. You could we smell knew. it on that guy. And so also, why are, you, why are you in a trash can if things are great? Right. Get, get out of the trash can. But Big Bird was on heroin. There's mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind. That's why his legs were so skinny. <laughs> if you free some of the frames, you can see the track marks and stuff. It's kind of sad. It's so sad. Big Bird does sound like a drug dealer, by the way. It's like, yo, where do you get that good shit? Like, you know Big Bird's you know got Big it. Bird? Oh, Big Bird's got it? Yeah, Big Bird. He'll drop you mm-hmm. that good shit. He's the plug for sure. And Elmo was definitely on Coke or Adderall. Or Elmo just got passed around. Oh, Elmo, was, Elmo got fucking pumped well, by everybody. I don't want to do it this time. That tickles. Shut the fuck up. That's why I like it. <laughs> Keep laughing. The dark side behind the street. <laughs> behind the street. That would be so funny to watch a behind the street about, about Sesame Street. That is true, by the way. They did come out and say that Bert and Ernie were gay or that they were. I don't remember. They did a public. I'm dead serious. They did like a public release saying they were. Do you were, think that's what they were from the jump or did they just yes. sort of lean into the opportunity? Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I think they were Bert and Ernie gay. Mm. Uh, I think they were gay. I think they wanted, indeed, a gay couple. Sesame Street. Why don't we ask them for ourselves, Bert and Bert Ernie? Ernie. Hey. This turns into Maury. No, it says right here. This the the writer claims the the former Sesame Street writer Mark Saltzman said Bert and Ernie's relationship was modeled after his own with his life partner. There you go. Yeah. Facts are facts are facts, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, <clears throat> you know, they were too old to be roommates. I think because we were young, <laughs> we were like. Oh, they're just buddies. And then you realize you're like, these two figures seem to be like in their 30s. Yo, isn't it funny? You ask yourself questions when you get older that you just never ask as a kid. You just right. take things at face value. Right. One thing I noticed too is when I was a kid, because people are, people have different financial situations, but when you're a kid, you don't care really. You just know, oh, my friend Blake, he has intercoms at his house and his pantry has so many snacks. Right. And you just tell your parents this and you don't know why. You don't even think to ask, what does your dad do? Right? <laughs> How do you get all this? Yeah, you don't even, you just, oh, cool. You have Super Nintendo, Genesis, and all these stuff. You just assume they, they just got more stuff. Yes, you don't question how, you, how they got it or how this is possible. You right. just know Blake's family has nicer things and snacks and a bigger house, and you don't know why. Right. But when you're an adult, first question you ask is, what does Blake's dad do? Yeah, what is Blake's dad? Is he do? a drug dealer? Or you need to make sense of how why this is he's happening. got all that money. Yeah. But as a kid, you're like, cool, he has fruit by the foot. Yeah, yeah, all the time. They never run out. You can walk into his pantry. You know how ours is just a door? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. There's a light. Yeah, they have a light, and it goes all the way back, and things are separated in jars, and there's a woman there. <laughs> Who's there a all woman? the time and behind the counter? A counter? <laughs> <laughs> and she says, What do you have? And they have an icy machine? What do you have? Like a fully functional icy machine? Well, two of them actually. Yeah, for blue and red. <laughs> I like blue. <laughs> it's my favorite. By the sometimes way, sometimes I drink Blake, it so much, my like, brain hurts. Was Blake your friend that had yeah, all the things? Yeah, 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 I could yeah, tell yeah. that that was a real name. Yeah. Jeff. We knew a kid named Jeff. I can't mm. say his last name, but Jeff lived in a beautiful brick house and in his basement had had a fucking a Coke, um, a Coke bottle machine. Oh, shit because i lo- i mean coke in a bottle oh come, on. come on and he had candy machines on there and he had pinball and he had probably his they probably had six or seven different pinball and arcade machines in his basement it was fucking insane i still to this day i have no idea what jeff's dad did that's now that i'm older i want to know yeah. i wish i could have retroactively cared about that stuff it's right. too it's you know too much time has passed for me to know what he does and then i think it was mind-boggling to me he had an n64 and he didn't want to share that one with his 
sister, so his sister had a different end. Like she they got had her two, own. yeah. Wow. Two N64s. Wow. And I couldn't even have one. Getting a new, getting an extra controller was a big ask. I oh. remember on the N64 because it's four slots, right? Yeah. And so it comes with two, or no. No, it comes uh, one or two. It came with one or two. I don't remember. And then you had to buy a secondary one. Yeah. If you and, don't play GoldenEye with four people or Star Fox. Yes. And by the way, everybody wanted a color controller because the original N64, the gray thing was shit because then they had like gold and green and red and blue. Mm -hmm. And those are so much cooler for no, for no reason. It was just a color. But I remember asking for an extra controller. And my mom was like, we'll see. Man. We'll see was such a we'll see was such a mom answer about anything like you know what I mean that like we'll see and you're like that means yes I just have to be good for this whole week no I knew we'll I see means no but, oh see but we'll see mean yes for me unless but you have to be good I have to like turn a leaf and like really strive to be like I can help with the groceries and my mom's like hmm, uh, good there's this uh, like Afghan phrase that means like we'll see or essentially means the same thing and my mom would say it all the time whenever I would ask for something. She, I'd be like, Mom, can I get a Sega Genesis? And she'd be like, Bachisham. Bachisham? Yeah, Bachisham, which means like by my eye or something. It's some sort of like <laughs> metaphor or something. <laughs> yeah. But I just knew whenever I heard Bachisham, it means it's not going to happen. Ah, uh, it's different. That's mm. different than my will see. I see. Your, your Bachisham is my mom saying, I don't know. Mm. Or, hey, Mom, can I have a, I'm, I really want a Genesis. What do you think? Do you do you need do you need it? What would she say? What's our bachisham? What's my white bachisham? It's like uh, <laughs> I just like the phrase white bachisham. My white bachisham. It, it was more like we'll see. To me, was like a yeah. We'll see how the week goes, and if you're if you're doing good. So there was hope with we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. There's always a little bit of hope. Just you can't fuck up. Mm. But if you fuck up, you know, if I got in trouble again, then it's like, buddy, did you have to get good grades? Almost never did. Did they stress upon you? You had to? Like, were you fearful if you didn't get I was good a grade? B and C kid in high school with like a couple of A's. What so, would happen if you got a C? <sighs> what would your parents do? It depends on the subject. Huh. So it, really, they cared about what subject it was. If it was like a subject where it's like, yeah, he would get a C in that. <laughs> you know? if, if they believe your teacher, they go, yeah, he is pretty fucking stupid. Like, yeah, that's a C. That's, C. that's what he does. That's a C effort. But in college, I got A's and B's because I liked all the shit I took. Mm. So it was just obvious. It was so obvious that I just didn't fucking give a shit. That's what my grades reflected. Didn't care. I could get by just fine. Huh, and well, I got by with like a 2.9. Like it was just a, it was like a B minus average. And I was fine with it. I just didn't want to put in the extra effort. Because yeah. I was an athlete and I loved drugs and partying. And I was like, if I can get by with B's, B's and C's get degrees, daddy. Yeah, it's true. You know, I just, you were a straight A student, I know. Not straight. I mean, I could have a B here and there, but they would if say I something. got a C, my life was over. So, yeah. What's I was the, fearful of getting. What's the phrase in Afghan for you're in trouble? Like, you're fucked. What's a you're fucked? Ah, uh, you're fucked. Or like, you know, you know the, you know the, the uh, I don't know about, there's no precursor to you're fucked. Usually they're already into it. It's like zero to 60. It'll be <laughs> like, you'll start hearing the insults out the gate, which is like, oh shit. Is that your phone to come to this podcast? Maybe, yeah. So it'll be like. Do the push-ups. Fahim <laughs> sets an alarm to do push-ups uh, every 15 on the nose. And it is, it's 15 I'm after, trying isn't to get it? shredded. You're trying to get jacked, dude. Uh, They'll say like hak basadet. Hak basadet. Hak basadet. Hak basadet. What is that? Dirt on your head, <laughs> which means like drop dead. So it's kind of like you're underground. Oh shit, that's so dirt dark. on your head. Yeah, yeah. That is dark. Um, and there's padana nalat. Padana nalat. 
I forgot what that means. You sound like I great would, restaurants on Melrose. I, don't know. I think I've been to Yeah, Padano that'd be great. Just open up a franchise of like kebab places and they're all insults that I would hear as a child. Chak <laughs> <laughs> Basaret. go, all these Hollywood types, like agents, like, how about we meet at a Chak Basaret? Like, you have so, to go to Chak Basaret. Oh, it's so have good. Have you had the tabbouleh at Chak Basaret? It's and, so good. And what's the dirt on your head? Chak uh, Basaret. So, <laughs> so when you leave, you're like, you have to go to Chak Basaret. It's the new hot spot. When you're done eating, they literally put like dirt on your head. I think it's a blessing <laughs> from their country. This guy with a beard, he comes out and like he doesn't speak English or anything, but he kind of sizes you up. Then he takes dirt out of his pocket <laughs> and he puts it on your head. And it's, it's part of like, the experience. I don't know where they get the dirt. I don't know if it's Hollywood dirt or if they fly it in. I think from, they fly it in from, from where they're from. Yeah, and I think like a shaman blesses it or something or, mm. or a guru. One of those brown people. <laughs> but, but it's fucking amazing. Like you got to go to this place. You have to try it. It's like, so good. Yeah, my psoriasis went away <laughs> after the dirt. There's something, there's a line now because I think it has healing power. It does have healing powers. And everybody wants it. The, my favorite is they have no idea where, what part of the world that's in. They're like, I think it's like, Belgium or something? Belgium, I have no idea. Or like one of the stands. Oh. <laughs> one of the stands. <laughs> one of the stands. That's a good name for a restaurant. One of the stands. <laughs> Welcome to one of the stands. Wait, but Hak Basada. Hak Basada. Padana Nalat. Padana Nalat. These are all new restaurants. Yeah, chains. and then, and then Burogumshu. Burogumshu? What is that? That means like go get lost. Like go fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Burogumshu. Burogumshu. And I hear these all in my dad's voice, you know. You're your dad. Burogumshu. But he would never say cause. Like, what's fuck? Is the I fuck? Don't, I don't know. Is I, there a fuck? We have, I don't know if there's a fuck. Not really. What's the worst word that you can say? Uh, I don't know. I mean, those are pretty up there just in terms, that's what I would hear. I don't know if I would get anything like more vulgar than that. Yeah, you probably wouldn't no. say that to a child. Well, you, well, you do you here wouldn't in say the like States. get fucked to a child. <laughs> yeah, you do out here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, ex- that's exactly how you reprimand a kid. Get fucked, you little idiot. Get fucked. Dad, can I have a Sega? Get, Get fucked. fucked. Love okay, you. Yeah, thanks, Dad. <laughs> worth trying. <laughs> Get fucked. We're going to open up a chain of restaurants. Uh, They're going to be all Afghan phrases. Hak Basarit. If you like Hak Basarit, we're opening up our new brand called Padana Nalat. <laughs> Downtown. Right next we're to whose theater? <laughs> the Alex uh, Theater. The Alex Theater. Before coming to a show, go to Padana Nalat. <laughs> and then catch a show at the Me Theater. I'm Alex. Every, by the way, all these transitions are old. The star wipes. Yeah, the star wipes. Some of my favorite. That's how I taught. I taught myself on all that stuff, on all those editing programs that Bro, were. yeah. Did, so, and the only um, thing you knew how to do was like swipe or dissolve. I grew up with video productions. Like I took those classes. So did I. I. I've always been into this shit. Yeah. So, you know, over the camera, fucking News Team 5 cameras that we would. Mm-hmm. With, with VHS tapes. You know what I thought about the other day? Remember how growing up they would have these news teams and they're like, first on the scene, Action 5. And they would have video of like a, the whole news team popping out of a van. Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore because no. everyone just pulled their phone out. Right. This is the news. Yeah. This is the news. You have every... A news team, all of, we're like Agent Smiths. We're like, <laughs> I'm the news team. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> and then straight to Twitter. You know what's so funny about that, though? I feel so bad when they do do somebody that goes on the scene. Like, there was a woman at USC, on, and I barely watch the news unless it's left on because of Jeopardy. Uh-huh. And it's a woman that she's like, talking about something prevalent to the college, to the world of college education. And then she's like, live from USC, it's kind of na-na-na. And you're like, why did they make this fucking lady go to school, yeah. go to the campus? There was no need. There was literally no need. 
I, I never understood it. My favorite one that sticks out of my brain is Serene Branson. Shout out to Serene Branson, one of my favorite news reporter segments. I don't know if you've seen this, but she had like, not a stroke. Uh-huh. They found out it wasn't a stroke. Oh, that's good. But on air, she was like, had a mental lapse. I can't even remember mm. what it was called, but she was like, we're going to go ahead to the pit. And she couldn't speak. Uh-huh. Have you never heard this before? No. Holy shit. I feel like the news And I'm going to play you the audio because it's just, it's like, Serene Branson. Look at this. There you go. It's the first thing that comes up. Oh, how annoying must that be for her? Like, it was you like type a, my name in. Like she's like as herself, just thinking. That's like her worst moment. Is that's her legacy. That yeah. And she's out front of Staples Center, which also bothered me the most. But she's hold on. I have to play the. Okay, here's the. Here's the audio. And I could notice that my thoughts were not forming right, here it is. She's the way they normally do. She's Let's go ahead. Terrace chase and look for the bit. They had the pet. Let's go to head of care to head to hasten to head of tab the pit head of the pit. I love that there's a behind the music over this moment. Well, like, she's talking to another how... news reporter about. Well, experts originally spent. No, fuck that. There, she's talking to another news reporter about that moment, but it's just the craziest what shit. What if when she was trying to explain what happened, it happens again? Like, how many times she's explaining it? She's trying to like set the record straight. She's like, how many All right, here's the one. I want you to see it. The, here it is. Here it is. Okay, this is the full one. This is crazy. CBS 2's Serene Branson is live at the Staples Center with highlights and backstage coverage we're seeing for the very first time. Serene. Well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy vertation tonight. We had a very Darrison bite. Let's go ahead, Terrace Chazen, let's for the bit. They have the pet. Holy shit. Okay, to this okay, day, it's still yo. the most stunning. Here's the craziest That's part about it. Huh? It, 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 it. It wasn't, they found out it wasn't a stroke. She just had like a migraine lapse. There was like a firing that misfired. Cause they it, like did a whole diagnosis on her and she's come out and publicly said it wasn't a stroke. They said it wasn't, it, it was just like a misfiring of the brain, maybe because of dehydration, low sugar. They like equated it to 10 different things, but couldn't literally figure out what it was. That's like interesting. They, Cause she was kind of making words while you're watching that. You're like, She's saying words that I just don't know. Right. Terrace Tazen, catch cat to the pit, red to pit. That maybe lasted three seconds what, or five seconds. In but, her mind? Or just in, in reality. But um, that must have been a lifetime when it's coming out of her mouth. Yes. And she's trying to, why well, is well, this over? You're, you're, probably, you're probably having all those thoughts. I mean, like, I'm dying. I had just had a stroke. This my is life, live TV. Yeah, my life is over. There's live TV, my job. Like, all these things are like, well, I guess my life is ending literally. Have you ever had, like, have you ever had a brain fart on stage where... You're like, fuck, have I... Sometimes I've done shows where I'm like, did I say this joke on this set or was it on the set before? Because they're doing... If you When I used to do six set weekends, when yeah. you do two Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, sometimes one Sunday, I've done seven. And like by the th- fucking third night, sixth show, my brain is like, fuck, did I already say this or was that two nights ago? That's where you really start to lose your sense of reality. When somebody goes like, well, thank you, Cleveland. And they're like, <laughs> this is Cincinnati. And you're like, honestly... on the road. For- I've been there though where I'm like, God, where are we? Where the fuck are we? Because you're like hotel, van, van, hotel, plane, plane, van, hotel, and your mind kind of goes numb. Yeah. And you're like, I, f- I don't even know what theater Because you're I'm there at. just for a few hours even. And you so get the fuck everyone out. everyone else lives there. It's like, of course you should know that you're in Cleveland. Right. But like all you're seeing is plane, car, airport. Hotel. You don't even, you don't even see Cleveland. Right. In your visual anywhere. No, it doesn't, it, doesn't even, it doesn't even enact. So what, sometimes on stage I'll have those moments where I kind of get a little like, I'm watching myself say the words because it's in my, it's coming out, yeah, na- like pre-planned. But then I'm thinking, like, have I done this? Have I ever done this joke? You know what will happen sometimes, and in, in, when we were younger comics, we probably didn't handle it as well. Where you're, you're trying to think what bit comes next, right? Mm-hmm. And just you're so panicky when you first start doing stand-up. Just 
your bits are life preservers, right? Right. Because right. you can't swim between the islands yet. Uh-uh. So you're kind of blanking. And, and and when you're on, it feels like an eternity. Yeah. But now we're at a point where even if you forget, you can just stay in the pocket for a bit, maybe talk to a guy, and you're calm enough to know like, oh, I'll catch it. It'll I'll, click back. And even if you don't, you can do some crowd work to buy right. yourself some time until you catch another joke. It will level out. It will level itself. out. Like yeah. You can be calm enough. And it's almost like how Marines train to be underwater and not have that feeling. Yes. So, yeah, when you're younger comic, you're just like, <laughs> and then you would panic, and then you couldn't think of your next bit, and then that's the train wreck. Yes. That's the equivalent. Equivalent of what Serene Branson mm-hmm. had. By the way, that whole, those old Marine things doing those training upside down, I, thought, I saw Miles Teller do a whole thing about Tom Cruise wanted them to train for a Top Gun in those kind of tanks and stuff in case an accident happened and stuff like that. He's like, you should know what that feels like. And Miles Teller, I guess, went along with it, but at some point was also like, hey, man, <laughs> we're fucking actors. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a fucking Marine. Yeah, I don't have to do I'm not gonna the drown, Tom Cruise I'm not going to drown on accident for a role. But also, props to Tom Cruise. I got to say, made me love him so much more. I was like, this is the last movie star. Like, he's the last one of that generation of a star. Yeah. Because, because honestly... He wanted to do all the shit for real. It felt so genuine and legit. The knowledge was there. The the you know the the vernacular sounded so official and real. The only guy that threw me off in the film, I guess I shouldn't say. Ah, people have seen it by now. And if you don't, you've seen the cast online. But John Hamm, uh, he's so John Hamm to me that I can't get lost anymore with him. You know how some character, some actors like it's hard to see them as anybody but who they, but you know their name, their real name. Yeah. We're like, Tom Cruise, man, I, it, I know it's Tom Cruise, but it's not. On the movie, it's not. You know what I mean? I always do think that's such a bizarre human trait that we have where we like to see the same person be different people. In theory, if you're trying to depict a story or something in movies, you would have an unknown actor who is amazing yes. to truly escape and right. tell the story. Because you wouldn't know who that is. Because we know Tom Cruise is not the guy from Magnolia, is not the guy born on the 4th of July, the, right. the guy from Top Gun and all these. We know that he's not this guy he's portraying, but we're like, let's see him pull it off this time. <laughs> let's see if he convinces me that he's this person, <laughs> but even though does. I know he's not this person. He's so good at it, though. Well, all great actors, well, movie stars, it's just this human tendency. There's a certain star quality that we're like, all right, I want to see him be Sully Sullenberg now. <laughs> right. I right. want to see Castaway. I want to see Forrest Gump be Sully Sullenberg. He did it. He I really thought he did. was Sully Sullenberg. So did I. I bought it. I do think he's, but I think it's because guys like Tom Hanks are handsome enough, but also don't have such defining characteristics where you would get lost being like, Jesus Christ, that's all I can look at. Well, like with The Rock, I'm like, he's fucking, that's The Rock. He'll never be able to escape. Mm. You're huge. You're this massive yeah. creature like, you know what I mean? You have to kind of be a little subtle. You have to be like handsome, but subtle because otherwise then I just know, I just, all I see is you. Brad Pitt's probably the hottest guy that's so good at escaping to a role. He's the, where yeah. I still see the character instead of Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's the biggest movie star, hottest character actor. Like the guy who rides that line between leading man and all, but also excellent character actor capability. Yeah. Um, like what he did in Oceans and stuff, you're like, how was he able to, take a back seat to all those other actors and it's, have most of his most of his scenes be about eating yeah. and he still was fucking dope I think it's cool how how much he likes comedy and stand up Loves. like he was at Segura's show yeah. 
Um, remember that old video where he just loved Jackass and he went along with the prank of they're at Pink's Hot Dog. Right. And they're like, is that Brad Pitt? He's like, hey, what's up, guys? And the van pulls they up. Kidnap him. And they kidnap him. He's like, ah, get off me. So good. Like, they, just, they just kidnapped Brad Pitt. <laughs> this guy's on his flip phone, you know? And he's like, yeah. oh, oh, 901. They just they kidnapped Brad Pitt. Where was he? At Pink's Hot Dogs. Pink's like, Hot Dog. There's literally no chance. Brad. There's no chance. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine coming to Hollywood and being like, you won't believe it. Brad Pitt was at Pink's Hot Dogs. Like, but how cool. Yeah. Because most see movie that. stars wouldn't want to. They're like, hey, I'm above it. Well, I think also with the, that was the jackass flip was the advent of the internet getting hot as fuck too. So jackass kind of introduced a new market of like, celebrities wanting to be in the inside baseball. For years, mm. celebrities wanted to be hidden. Yeah. You know, and now... That's kryptonite. It's so crazy. Nowadays, access is the new... Now they're all mystique. on fucking Cameo. Yeah, you they're can all see, doing podcasts you too. You get like, anybody on Cameo. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the podcast thing is fucking... Leave this alone. This is ours. <laughs> Fuck off! I love Tim Dillon's rant on the podcasters. He was like... Leave it alone. This is our thing. It is our thing. Yeah. We've been saying this for years. I was so, t when people started to sneak into it, you're like, this is what we do. We're, we're, we're the ones that did this thing. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just mm -hmm. saying, don't do it. It's like <laughs> a, Fuckers. it's like a guy who's a model who's fucking threes. You're like, hey, leave these. That's ours. <laughs> that, those are, those <laughs> yeah. are our snacks. Yeah. <laughs> that guy who's a model of fucking threes. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Go to your Vogue party, okay? Yeah, we we can't get into those things. Uh -huh. Just leave me in the Cracker Barrel alone. This is where <laughs> I clean up. <laughs> this is where, this is my thing, dude. Leave us alone. It is really our thing. Dylan's right, though. It is like, well, we've also been doing it for years. I mean, you know, like this has been a wealth of, of of time we've put into these machines. Well, it's almost, it fits like a glove. It's this perfect companion to stand up because we've spent our lives writing bits and speaking to crowds and that's what we do, yeah. you know? Yeah. And a podcast is just sort of a loose form of, you have to be so refined on stage with your thoughts, the order, construction and jokes that it's not as forgiving as a podcast. Mm. But comedians doing podcasts is still more entertaining than say just like a guy who's like a banker or something because you have so much experience in comedic talking. Although my next guest is a banker. He is. But he, he rips. He's, he's fucking rips, dude. He's the king of Wells Fargo. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know, Joe Coy worked at a bank. No, for real? Yeah. Yeah. He used to work at the bank that my wife used to go to. Whoa. And she was like, yeah, Joe Coy was like my teller for years back when she worked Damn. at uh, sports club. Sports club? Sports club. Yeah, on the west side. She was like, yeah, Joe Coy was at a bank. I don't even know, remember which one it was. I think it was Wells Fargo. He used to steal money, though. That's uh, and that's how he got rich. People are like, rich. oh, he's selling out arenas. Like, no, dude, he stole money mm -hmm. and paid for all those people to be there when he tells his job. That's why I got the job, just to case the joint and <laughs> do an inside job type deal. <laughs> I, no, think, I don't think he told anybody. I shouldn't have mentioned it. Yeah, we shouldn't have said anything. We'll edit it out, right? But it's not that big of a deal. No, 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 it's already in. This is going out. It's already out. Oh, this, it's out. this is live. This show is live. Okay. It's called Whiskey Ginger well, Sorry, Live. Joe. I didn't know that it would nah, go that's out. That's fine. Joe with no I guess e. someone else is going to have to do your arenas. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's how it worked? They go, ah, Joe, I got arrested. Ah, we need another comedian to fill these arenas. Like, I'll do it. Just plop you in. Yeah, they don't even care about fandom or anything. Uh -uh. Or Just another guy. Yeah, he'll do it. He can do the job. <laughs> hey, what's up? Have you ever played a room that big? you ever played an arena? I did a few dates with Hassan when he was touring. Yeah. I think he just shot his Netflix special, but uh, it was in preparation of that. So he was touring around the country. I did Nokia out here in LA. That's big as shit. That was pretty big. That's like 7,000. I was going to say 7,500, I think. Yeah. 
I think that's the biggest that I've played. So it's different. It's surreal. So many people. But you've done shit with Joe, and those are arenas. Yeah, those are arenas. How yeah. many seats? I think the most maybe we did, and I'm wrong. I have no idea, but I think it, and it's anywhere from eight to 12. Eight would be probably the smallest we did, and 12 probably the biggest. He might hear this, or he'll never hear this. He might he might say 15. I Maybe that's where it is, but honestly, I think 12 is probably the number. In the round all the time? Not every time. Huh. At San Diego State, we did the round for 420. Um, but the other ones were like, it's on one side. What is that like? When the you round? Do, uh, just when you do an arena with Joe, like how is it different than say doing the store? The arenas, the arenas are tough because they're, 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 they're so far away. Some people, mm -hmm. and I can't imagine that they're like catching the rhythms of it because in the small rooms, like you're, they're with you in those arenas. It's like the sound travels so differently and it bounces. You kind of have to wait. And you can't be super quick. You can't be like, you can't, you have to really pace it down a little bit, which is something you learn right away. Within the first couple of jokes, you're like, ah, oh, okay, right. Do you just take, it's like your act, but just expand it a bit. Yeah, you have to slow down. Slow it down. You definitely have to slow down. You can't like do like, a, in a club, you can like hit them, hit them, yeah. and hit them, and yeah. hit them. You can't do that there. It just wouldn't work rhythmically. Because half of the crowd is like hearing you before the other half is. Mm. And and it's, da it's, it's daunting, and then you get up there, and you're like, it's the same as, in your mind, you're like, I'm going to deliver this the same as I would anywhere else, but your rhythm just has to slow down. The jokes are going to hit the same, typically. Yeah. But but it's just you, you're like, I have to slow down. I think we've done enough rooms where you can audible, you know? Oh, yeah, you know you know right away. Yeah, like you we know have right that away. gear where you know whether you got to speed up or slow down. Even like in the hat trick special, doing the different rooms, the OR and the main and the belly are so different energy-wise. So that you can kind of see the pacing and energy is different in yeah. all the rooms. So that's like a baby version. Like uh, I've never done an arena. But it's close enough. I mean, but you still understand the scale is the same. The, mm -hmm. Those change, the, that idea of like the main room, you can't really play jazz. You have to play rock. It's so like here it is. It's yeah. presentational. Yeah. You're not going to find a joke really in the main. Mm -mm. Yeah. You can find it upstairs. You can the, find it upstairs. The belly is jazz to me. It's jazz. And the OR is, it's like elevated jazz. It's like a... <laughs> Which room's your favorite? You know, it, oh, the OR. Same. Yeah, same. I've always loved it the most. It's just like a perfect number of people. The main is a little bit sometimes too big and too much of a party. Mm -hmm. Like the OR is, uh, the OR is like, um, the OR is like a house party where people are like, actually listening to whatever record somebody put on and smoking a joint. There is people outside that are like doing their own thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the main room is like a college house party where it's like, oh, fucking yeah. beer bongs. And the belly is like a get together at a studio apartment where, you know, everyone's taking uh, their own drug. Yeah, it's like a cool living room show or something. <laughs> yeah, the belly. Yeah. yeah like an elevated living room yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like, Oh, Dylan's gonna play a set in the living room. Like really? It's like we'll go check it out. Yeah, we'll check it out. But it's okay if you're late. It doesn't uh -huh. matter. If you, yeah, it's that that kind of vibe. Um, but OR has always been my favorite, and it will always be my yeah, favorite. I, I like that nothing gets lost in translation in the OR. Like no. they'll pick up every subtlety. Oh yeah. Even if you have a little tag or a side that wouldn't get a laugh in the main, it's just so the perfect size that people from any part of the club. Can, can pick it can up. Can pick it up. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's big enough that you can get rolling laughter, but it's tight enough where they can hear your mood change. They can hear your your rhythm changes and your mood and your either inflection and intonation. Yeah. They can pick up on all of it. Versus the main, you can change a little bit of an inflection and they're never going to hear it. It's counterintuitive though because most people, when they buy tickets for the store, they just think, 
oh, the big room is the best room. Main room, yeah. The, the main. And shouldn't it have is called, cool. They, sh- it is they shouldn't cool. have called it the main room, though. Yeah. The uh, big room would sound better. The big room. Yeah, it's counterintuitive that the medium-sized room is the most, has the DNA of the store. That is the heart and soul of the comedy Totally. Store. And for those people that want to watch, uh, one of the best specials ever filmed Whoa, at the comedy on, store. I can't take that compliment. Watch That's Dave Chappelle's. Hyperbole. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Equimini and the love. What is, what's Equinamity Equinamity and the bird theory or whatever the, the fuck bird. it is. Oh, I love birds. You do. That's I why. I do you, love birds. That's, that's why I love Chappelle. your bird boy. Go watch uh, The Hat Trick right now. It's available on YouTube. We'll put it in the description down below. Um, Fahim, I love you. I love you too, man. Um, thank you. We end the show the same way. You look into that camera and you say one word or one phrase that's going to end the episode. It's going to be cemented in history forever for this show. So make it count. I like birds. <laughs> <laughs> in here, we pour whisk, 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 whisk. Creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey and seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.